right, friends. Well, today we are going to share with you one of our secret weapons in communication. <laughs> Which is ironic because it's not going to be very secret after we it's share it. It's not going to be very secret. And it's probably not actually that and, secret. And we don't have secrets which is why we're going to talk about it. It's true. So we'll see you on the other side. You know, it's funny. We did an interview with some uh, with some folks back in July, so a few months ago. And these uh, people are not Christians, but we oh. had a conversation around... We always talk to Christians, but... We had a conversation around... Well, polyamory. They were, they were, they were for polyamory and and I'm sure the video will come out sometime in the near future. Um, and we We are are not, not. we are for (laughs) biblical monogamy Yes. and it blew their mind that we, I I think I'm accurate in saying this, that blew their mind that we don't have any secrets. Am I right? Well, except this one, I have to, no, I'm kidding. Yes. No, they couldn't believe they just, they couldn't believe or understand like we were the anomaly which we felt like they were an anomaly maybe to us but they just they were baffled by the whole thing uh which was interesting because why i don't know you started the conversation well you were why'd you go to talking about them (laughs) because when i started the episode i said we we don't keep secrets and we're gonna share the secret with you yeah. yeah okay um, it, it was a very pleasant exchange it was. with very different, different worldviews. And we pray that the Lord uses it to bring them to Christ. Um, and we told them as much <laughs> during the we interview. We got to share Jesus <laughs> so with them. It was That's awesome. pretty cool. It was really awesome. So Selena, I picture little Selena. Okay. Well, before that, I'm Selena. This is my husband, oh. Ryan. We're the faces and voices behind all things fierce marriage, fierce parenting, fierce families. Welcome to our Space. I hate to say show because it just sounds so <laughs> showy. So welcome Selena's to our show. Space. Salty and sweet. Oh, what a treat! Stop. Mostly treats. He names everything after me. Like he's just. We have a new, we put we have a home gym. It's called Selena's Gym for Muscles. <laughs> <laughs> she never used it's it. It's not. But I'm inspired. I go in there. I did use it this week. Okay, how dare you? You did. You did some I'm kettlebell bippity bops. Growing a baby here, so that's fine. No excuses. Excuses. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take it back. What, like 30 years? <laughs> oh my goodness, sure. 25 years. So we've been married for almost 20 years. We met in high school, and this was the beginnings of Ryan and Selena. Mm, so good. Just a little teenager beginnings of... So this goes all the way back to the very early stages of our relationship. All the way back. All the way like, back. All the way back, day, ground zero. Well, when... Day one. Well, you liked me for longer. Oh, I know a good thing you, when I see it. <laughs> <laughs> And it took and me, I'm just took slow, me a, so. a millisecond to know that woman is incredible. Of course, you were about 14 or 15 at the time. You weren't even that. You were, it was eighth grade when I first saw you. Okay, weirdo. That fateful morning. I was in eighth grade <laughs> too, so it wasn't weird. That fateful morning across the gymnasium floor. When you floor. came to visit. Yes, and we were playing my favorite game ever. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about our secret, but first of all, so we're going back in time, going to high school years. You had transferred... From one Christian school to the next to ours because his mom be- was an administrator and was hired on. She as got a job, vice so I principal had to, or something like that. So go you got her. to go f- go to school for free uh, at our at our school, my school, and <laughs> we were. It was in the fall. We remember of high school. You I remember. are remembering it wrong. <laughs> when did? When? Of course, it was the fall. But oh, okay. You didn't we give in, me the time of day, right? I'm saying you were just so cool. Y- <laughs> you were just too cool for you. school. <laughs> Okay, this is sophomore year, so we had already acknowledged one another. Okay, I think the first an entire year, the though. freshman year, 
So I had spent a year, yeah. So it was fresh. I, I saw you in eighth grade, the, like yes. the, the spring of eighth grade. Because you came to visit. Your mom was being visit. interviewed. I said, well, I'm going to marry that woman someday. We're going to do marriage ministry for life. <laughs> I, you don't this, even know if you're going to the same school next year. We're going to write books together. Yes. We're okay. going to make babies together. I just knew it. Wow. You know, I'm a man of... <laughs> eh, some things. No, I, no, so. God has been gracious. Yeah, so I ended up transferring ninth grade. Yeah. Spent all of ninth grade basically thinking that I'm just trying to find my place in this new microcosm of yes. society. Bleach and tips Selena's hair. And Selena's part of this elite 90s group. 90s grunge. She's the upper class. <laughs> Hardly. I am the proletariat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, is, is that the right one? I think it's the right one. Yeah. yeah. And I am, I, I just had given up at that point. I thought, you know, she's out of my league. So you, you know. settled, you were kind of settling for someone else, I think, a little bit. Of course bit I was. Time. Oh, everyone was settling. For everyone was settling. I was settling. Anything else would have been settling. Any, okay. For me. And so, <laughs> so we're in English class. No, kind of the. Keep jumping ahead. So, ninth grade, and then summer happens, and then we go to 10th grade. I, I think I got you have my, your, I got your walk in moment of. Have you ever watched like, that movie, She's All That? <laughs> He's all that. <laughs> I was he going through back. a 90s grunge thing. I had braces on. I was a total dweeb. Ended up getting like my hair grew out. All the bleach tips. Got the braces off. Had Went been to football camp. Football. Walks in like the, the pre-day to school actually starting. And then you had to be all dressed up. I think it was like a football requirement or something. Right. And you walk in and I'm like, who is that? And all the girls are like, that's Ryan. Oh, that's Ryan. He's so nice. That's Ryan. In a tiny little Christian school. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, Ryan who? <laughs> Ryan Frederick. I've been here a whole year, Selena. <laughs> been pining for your attention. Okay. Well, you didn't make much of an effort. So <laughs> until this day. I was growing day, inside. <laughs> until this day, which you didn't even make the effort. I just noticed you. <laughs> Anyways, we're reminiscing too long. Um, we're in English class. I don't remember what book we were reading, but we were just discussing it. And Ryan raised his hand to answer a question, and he's giving this precise, scholarly, articulate yeah, answer right. using these big, verbose words. Uh, and I was just like, "What? Who is this guy talking in here? He's so had, smooth." We, <laughs> I've never once thought I was a smooth person. <laughs> no, uh, he didn't. But that's what made you smooth. We had just learned the word sesquipedalian, though. Oh, in we did. Word yes, power, in so our word there's that. So. It's not hard to sound smart when you know that word. <laughs> what does it mean? It Sesquipedia means somebody uses big words, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what that means. So anyways, he caught my attention, not meaning to, uh, just in how I could tell that he, he enjoyed reading and that he enjoyed words. And I assumed writing, right? Um, I was smitten. He was not. I think he had, he had thought the ship had sailed there. Yeah. Were you surprised when I started giving you attention? No. I think I was pleasantly delighted. <laughs> <laughs> the so prophecies sweet. were coming true. <laughs> Finally. Finally. <laughs> so the whole point of this is that, so we were in English class. You finally took notice. We started becoming friends. Yes. I think we had a, maybe another class together too, but uh, we ended up becoming friends and we started exchanging these notes that started out as kind of this friendly banter back and forth. Obviously there's some of the like underlying teenage tension that happens Well, because we didn't have phones. You didn't text. We wrote yeah. notes, people. Yeah. Yeah, and we would. How yeah. would we pass them off? Because you'd walk that way, and I'd walk this way. We would just give high fives to pass the notes, which are it's really cringy in, in hindsight. But it, you but think it's so cute. cute. You think it's cute. I think it's, it's cringy. So cute. Anyway, because I just want an excuse to touch your hand. Yeah, we sometimes he hands held. Yet. Sometimes he held a little. Just a little longer. longer just just a little. Just long, a you little know how bit. it is. Makes anyway, uh, ended up passing notes. 
it became kind of a means of communication for us yeah. and a means of connection for us. Now, long story short, clearly I got the girl. We are, we dated, we started dating sometime after that year. We dated two years in high school, two years in college, got married. Mm-hmm. Here, the Finished rest is history. College, yep. Uh, but that kind of cemented in our minds, and here we are 10 minutes in, <laughs> getting to the point, which is the secret weapon is the written word. Mm-hmm. The written word. Specifically, the handwritten word. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. the text message. Not the emails. Not the DM. Because everybody writes. Everybody writes. But are you actually writing something right. with your own hand? I don't know. I treasure some of like the recipes that my grandma hands down that she's written in her handwriting, right? Mm-hmm. Or... Of course, the letters that he wrote me with his chicken scratch of high school. It's still chicken scratch, Still chicken scratch. Uh, but there's just ways of, I mean, we look at those notes and we kind of giggle at how we <laughs> process information about it's each so other, funny, or how yeah. we express our, our, how we cared about each mm-hmm. other or the things of God, right? We were so Christian. <laughs> I was but, trying to impress her. <laughs> I was so impressed. But with those, these notes are special. They can be the markers of time, like yeah. you said, and they kind of have, they carry with them. And one of the things I love about them is there's no shortcut, Mm-mm. right? You can't fake it. Everybody's can't gotten copy those. Copy and paste it. <laughs> everybody who owns a house, you've gotten a postcard in the mail. It's like they try to act like it was handwritten, right? right? And it looks like they try to make it look like ink. Yeah. It's very clearly not no. ink of that kind. And so you can't fake it. And so, and it takes time. You can't rush it. It's like we're writing books on communication currently. And, and I think the analogy I used in this chapter, we talk about this, is it's like scotch. It's like a good scotch, right? Like, <laughs> If you're a Scotch fan, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it can't be faked. Yeah. There's no way to fake the time yeah. on what happens. It's the same thing with, um, I may have lost all the Baptists. Just right, then. which <laughs> just makes it makes it that much more yes. uh, important yes. and valuable. And so I think, again, I think it's so important to write, write things down as far as being markers of time on anniversaries or kids' birthdays, mm-hmm. things they can collect over the years and... You know, he always gets me a nice card. I think I get you nice cards too. I try to find funny cards. Ridiculous he always gets cards. me funny cards, and I'm always like, "You're the love of my life," and always so serious. I write and that he's stuff. Like, <laughs> he sends funny ones. Um, so now that's the the main premise is like there's something special about the written word, mm-hmm. and you know, encouraging you here, like when it comes to communication, this to me is a secret weapon because there's three three reasons why. We should write to communicate in marriage. We're going to get through those here. Uh, and I think there's something special about it. So let's it's just get disarming into too, yeah, um, which we'll talk about. It's, it's uniquely, and Selena wrote this, it says, whatever your objective, writing is a uniquely powerful and productive way to process your feelings and emotions. Powerful and productive. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've discovered that this is true in our marriage. So the three functions are, are this. We'll just, I'll say them quickly and we'll ex- explain each one. So venting through through rough drafts or rough first drafts. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Responding to tough situations and organizing emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last one is letters of love. Right. Expressing your love to one another. So Selena, you, again, we're writing these books on communication. There's going to be a, a book for husbands and a book for wives. We're taking a lot of this from Selena's chapter <laughs> on this topic. Uh, and Selena, you wrote this venting through rough first drafts. So what did you mean by that? Well, for some of us that feel like we the emotions just run high they run hot and we just got to get them out it's not always productive to just direct them verbally at 
our husband or our spouse, right? It's It's, never productive. It's never productive probably (laughs) when it's just emotionally charged. And so, you know, something his mom actually suggested was not, she doesn't meddle at all, but if I ask her a question or something, it was kind of in the early years of our marriage, she said, well, why don't you try writing a letter to him? Mm. Um, And you can decide to give it to him or not, depending on, you know, what it is. In this case, uh, typically mm. it's better for me not to give those letters if I'm feeling very venty in the moment. Uh, but it does kind of release some steam, right? Mm. It bl- you can blow off some steam. Uh, but you also have to be careful that you are not just like shaking your fist at God, like angry with him or, we, you know, would caution you in your anger and your, your venting. Or, or being um, otherwise unhealthy. Like it's not healthy to, like you wouldn't just imagine that you're, like you don't want to just go off and dishonor your spouse right. because they're never going to see it. Like there's right. still something happening in your heart. You're still creating like, a habit of thought, or you're giving yeah. into something that is not honoring to your spouse. And uh, we are never in Scripture given the permission to just let our hearts yeah. just kind of let run our flesh rampant. eat it, eat yes. its own heart out. Right? <laughs> if that makes sense. Right. Sometimes so rampant, yeah. it's good to get uh, some first draft thoughts out of you know this made me really angry or something. And, and I guess, mm-hmm. you know, that's okay to say that. But if I write that and then I sit there for a moment and say, well, why did this make me so angry? Well, here's some of the reasons. Are those reasons even valid? You mm-hmm. know, and then you start kind of getting down into the actual deeper issues, which will hopefully lead you to communicate yeah. more clearly with one another um, yeah. and in a more productive way that uh, will, may still have some emotion, but it won't be so charged. Yep. Very good. So it's a way of processing through that, which is actually the next one. So the first one is just venting to try to like begin to untangle that rat's nest. Yes. Yes. Um, and so, and, and then to begin to kind of reball the yarn, so to speak. The next one <laughs> is responding to tough situations. Yeah. Okay. So now you have the full intent of sharing this letter. So the other one is kind of like, you might, you might not. The point of it is to help organize your emotions and thoughts. This letter responding to tough situations is written to express something very specific to your spouse. Yeah. So, I mean, you can think of any type of trial that a couple would go through. I mean, you can have things like sin that's been committed against one of the spouses mm-hmm. from by another spouse. You could have a tragic event that you go through, like a miscarriage or a diagnosis that is dire yeah, or a loss of a relative yeah. or a loss of a job or any sort of, you know, External, tough thing. yeah. Or it could be an ongoing kind of slow burn issue yeah. where we have a lot of wives write in and their husbands... Um, it tends to be husbands are addicted to video games, and and we have good friends Nathan and Anna Sutherland. They do the Gospel Tech podcast. So I talk about this topic a lot with him. Yeah. And the issue is not the video games. The issue is the neglect of your spouse. That's and the family. Issue. Yeah. And so that can be a slow burn thing. And as a wife, you may feel like you have no way of bringing that up. That doesn't create an argument. Doesn't create division. Doesn't make doesn't make it so you don't talk for three days. Well, and it's hard in the moment too to have all of your thoughts organized. Yeah. Everything, at least for me, and to yeah. be able to like, okay, I've got all my my gear, my guns, or whatever I've got ready <laughs> yeah. to go. And then all of a sudden he responds the way he does, and you're all of a sudden just thrown off, into, and the conversation just becomes attacking rather yeah. than again productive. You put it on paper. Yeah. And now a husband who would otherwise have witty retorts or argumentative retorts or thoughtful but convincing arguments against Mm -hmm. what you're trying to say that husband doesn't have the forum to say those things until the letter is read right ideally yes that he would read ideally yeah yeah and obviously he needs to engage and this goes both ways they're very disarming and they're not as threatening i would say as well so it's a it's a medium or a mode that is Mm -hmm. not so attacking and hopefully there would be more of an openness so we, we picked on the husbands. Let's pick on the wives for a second. Bring it. 
You have a husband who feels beat down because his wife is naggy or his wife is degrading or emasculating to him. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't, he doesn't feel like he can talk to her because she's well, the arguer. Right. She can articulate things that he can't and she can always come back with the tone and the retort to be right. It just shuts him down, yeah. So now sure. this husband, again, we said secret weapon. And again, you're not trying, you're not trying to hurt your spouse with a weapon, so to speak, no. but it's a weapon against the dysfunction, against the, the broken communication. Mm-hmm. And so this husband now has a way to say, listen, this is how I feel. This is what my hope is. Mm-hmm. I want to have closeness with you. I want to be able to lead and love you the way Christ has commanded me to. I don't feel that I can yeah, because of this insecurity, because of this insecurity, because of how typically this situation, you know, you start to articulate it and you have all these reasons and you mm-hmm. can even interlace some scripture in there. And if you want to be really vigilant about it, you can even say, I, I would love to hear your response in a written letter. Mm-hmm. And not just bring the letter to me, throw it on the table and start yelling at me, right? Sure. But instead, let's have this dialogue in a slower format yeah. so that we both choose our words more wisely, more right. carefully, um, more intentionally. Um, so that's the second one. So the first one was it's a it's a venue through which you can vent your most disorganized emotions and feelings. Mm-hmm. And whether or not you give that to your spouse is up to your discernment. The, the objective there is not to hide, but to untangle the rat's nest. The next one is responding to tough situations. It gives you a very time and space to organize. Time and space, yep, to organize your thoughts. And the third, uh, third reason why writing to communicate is powerful is it gives you a unique place in which to express your love yeah. and affection for your spouse. It's a love letter, yeah. classic love letter. And I think when you say, hey, write a letter to your spouse, it's immediately what you think. I need to write a love letter, right? It's got to have... You know, we have this amazing thing that we can search the whole internet for, a love poem or lyrics to a song or something that, you know, speaks to you and your your husband. And so what are you going to put in that letter? And you can express your love, and I think in many different ways, but through words, right? Yeah, but you have the the form now to do that. And I would even say, like, why not write something right a a stanza or two that expresses your love like that is a lost poetry such a lost art i feel Mm -hmm. like among like mainstream people it used to be that people wrote poetry to each other they would write Mm -hmm. thoughtful words i'm a big fan of the haiku (laughs) (laughs) it's easy short takes nothing (laughs) um but you had the time to actually articulate how you're feeling i love that you said selena said you don't have to be in high school to write love notes to each other and you don't have to be newly dating or married to get twitter pated once in a while <laughs> he's your husband and you are his wife you alone have exclusive rights to send and receive love letters between you so take advantage of this unique benefit use those letters to not only express your love and appreciation for him but also to encourage him in the only way a wife can i love it i feel like that's a it's such a powerful tool that every couple it takes it costs nothing except for a little bit of time some a lot of thought <laughs> it costs nothing <laughs> he always underestimates the cost it of things nothing it's really funny monetarily not like you financially know. yes no I'd... i'm not saying the secret weapon to better communication <laughs> is a seven-day cruise right. that's not the secret weapon it's this okay so where is this all coming from and you know it's we talk about the word and writing words and again we're coming off of this. We're just in the editing process of these two books we've written on communication between a husband and a wife. Of all the ways, and this is the underlying premise, of all the ways that God could have communicated his love to us, mm. he gave us his word. Mm-hmm. He gave us his written word. He gave us his word made flesh in Jesus Christ. And 
they and Christ is the maximal fulfillment and the proof of God's love. Mm-hmm. And John and First John three sixteen says this: By this we know love that He laid down His life for us. So there's no better news in the gospel. And if God chose the written word for us to know and experience Him, this is Selena's again. We can believe that there is value and purpose in the communicate in the communicative purpose process. Excuse me of writing. <laughs> There's value and purpose in communicating through writing. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Even and especially, I would argue, in marriage. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's an encouragement for you. Yeah. When was the last time you wrote your spouse a letter? And what did it say? And what could it say? And these are things that you can keep, you know, well beyond your own life. Your children can have these letters. And I don't know. There's just something about the written word, again, and the marker of time mm-hmm. and, and, you know, having having a spouse read <laughs> into your heart and read what is going on and how you how you not only just feel about them but the your affections for them and understanding yeah. those in a, a deeper way I, I want to spend a moment just kind of debunking too uh, the nat- the 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 sense that you have to be a good writer to do this <laughs> right it's not it's not about how well I wouldn't you write. consider myself to be particularly skilled at this sort of thing like, no but you but because I you can edit and erase and think you can kind of muster up and you can put together enough to make it. Well, and you know your spouse. You You know me. And so what you say rings true with me. And so it doesn't have to be a perfect letter because I would be like, this is a perfect letter by whose standards, right? It's for, it's between the husband and wife. Distinctly from you. And that's, again, you can't fake it. Um, And so that's the encouragement is it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to be William Shakespeare to write a thoughtful letter to your spouse. You don't need to be a, a trained psychologist to express your emotions well. It just takes some intentionality. The encouragement, here's, excuse me, here's the encouragement for the other side. If you're a wife receiving a letter from your husband mm. or vice versa, mm-hmm. receive it with charity. Don't look at it critically. Don't read it critically. Read it so that you might understand and hear the heart of your spouse. Because there's nothing that will shut down intimacy and communication faster than a critical spirit. Right. Well, and especially if you, when you extend yourself in an emotionally and, vulnerable yeah. way like this, if you get that letter, you know, uh, take some time with it. I wouldn't respond again right off the cuff. I would definitely let some time settle mm-hmm. and try to process those emotions. Maybe you need to write a letter of your own as well. Yeah. So, so we hope this has helped you. Um, again, this is our secret weapon in communication. We, I feel like when things get the toughest, this is kind of the like ripcord that we can pull mm-hmm. to say like, this will get us going again. This right. will get us talking again. Um, and like we said, with the word and God giving us his word and sending his incarnate word, words have power. Mm-hmm. And the word with the most power is the scriptures of God, the, the Bible, the word of God, and the fulfillment of those scriptures, Jesus Christ himself, mm-hmm. who is the incarnate word sent forth by the Father. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention that he is inviting you into placing your faith with him mm-hmm. so that you might understand life. He says, those who drink water will be thirsty again, but those who drink from my everlasting water, my living water, will never thirst again. He's talking about drinking of himself. And so we want to invite you to place your faith in Christ. Uh, And if that feels like something God is pulling you into, we encourage you to take that next step. And the next step for you is this. Go to thenewsisgood.com. There's an outline of what it means to be Christian there. There's also uh, a way to find a church there. And we just ask that you would make that step. Take that step of faith because we're telling you, friend, God is good. His word is true. And the love that he gives is everlasting. Mm -hmm. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for the gift it is to be able to communicate. Thank you for the gift it is to have a spouse. I pray that you'd help us communicate well to the gifts that are the spouses you've given us and you've given the various couples that are watching or hearing this. Mm. I pray that you'd embolden them to 
try new things that might be hard or inconvenient or just maybe a little uncomfortable mm. so that they might experience new growth in their marriage and they might glorify your name all the more. Encourage the discouraged spouse, the husband, the wife who feels like their marriage is on the brink. I pray that you would encourage them and enliven them. And Lord, I ask that you would heal their marriage uh, for their good mm-hmm. and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, thanks for joining us. Um, again, Ryan and Selena, those, that's our names. Um, we're doing this ministry, but it's largely possible, A, because the Lord allows it, of course, uh, but B, because we have partners, patrons that say that this work matters and you kind of helped us. I was like, our patrons are the reason we're still here mm-hmm. uh, because we sell books. That's how we primarily raise money to support this ministry, uh, but that's not always easy to do. And so our patrons are a huge part of that. Thank you. If that's you, mm-hmm. please just hear our hearts. Thank you so much. If you want to become a part of that team, part of that small community, go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner. There's some details there. Uh, other than that, if you can't do that, fine. You're still welcome here. We love doing this. Yeah, Leave pray for us. Review. We'll take prayers. Yes, by all means. All right, this episode of Fierce Marriages. In the can. And we'll see you again in seven days. Until then. Stay fierce.